for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and that was Ain't That Bad by our featured guest, Paige Rutledge. How's it going today, Paige? Thank you for having me. Um, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's it's definitely a Monday. We'll put it that way. It is yes. definitely a Monday. <laughs> but uh, re- really excited to have you on, excited to sit down and chat. It's a uh, kind of wild that it's been like three years essentially in the making. I messaged you back early pandemic days and, you know, things kind of as that yeah. was kind of a wild time. As the time. pandemic happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, excited to have you on, excited to chat, and it's just really cool how things end up working out, so. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, it's so crazy to think, too, like even as you just mentioned three years ago, mm-hmm. the fact that it's been three years that have flown by yeah. in this time frame. Oh yeah, so crazy. For, sure. for sure, for sure. Um, so you're based out of Ontario, and that's yeah. where you're kind of born and raised. Yeah, yeah. So I live in Oakville, um, so just like an hour outside of Toronto, and so it's been really cool. And there's been so much. It's been really fun, actually, the past little bit, especially like there's been a huge push for the country community in Ontario, especially. And I think the pandemic was like a big push for that. So you're seeing a lot more. A lot more things pop up in the GTA and within Ontario in the country music scene. Nice. I, I've been meeting to get to Toronto. I yes. haven't. <laughs> I, I've, you know, it's one of those things where it's like live and amplified hasn't like traditionally traveled internationally. And it's like Toronto just seems like that easy one that I could do at any given point. Absolutely. You know what? Toronto's fun. There's always something going on, whether it's like a music thing or sports, like there's always something to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget like when I'm in Toronto, that it's actually like a tourist place too. And I'm like, the city's so cool. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, this year I was like, oh, so I'm a big baseball fan. I, I, what, or I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. I was like, oh, I'll go to Toronto (laughs) when the White Sox play Toronto. Yeah. And (laughs) then it didn't happen. And I was just like, oh, but you know, I've been to Canada before. I'll tell you this story because everybody from Ontario gets a kick out of this story. Okay, so, I love it. All right. So I was in like seventh, eighth grade. Like I was really young. My dad was working in Detroit. And okay. he was okay. like, he he's a pilot. So he was working in Detroit. He calls my mom one night or one weekend. He's like, hey, I got three days. You guys want to come up, hang out? You know, I got, you know, we can kind of make it a vacation. And so we go up there, we're hanging out in Detroit. And one night it's getting to be about dinner time. And he's like, Hey, you guys want to go to Canada and have dinner? (laughs) And I'm like, and so this is pre nine 11. So it wasn't like a big adventure to go to Canada. You like, you can literally, you just go like, it's not a big deal. Amazing. And so we go into Windsor, Ontario. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Out of all places, that was your first Canadian experience, yes, but that's okay. Yes, yes. And so my dad's like, okay, we're going to go get some dinner. 
I, we're going to go right across the border Windsor. just so you can go back and tell your classmates, hey, I went to Canada over the weekend, you know, so. That's so funny. I just love and, that. We're just going to go to Canada for dinner. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and so, so we're sitting there and I'm like, we cross, I like, I know we crossed the border and I'm like, wait a minute. Are you sure we're not still in Detroit? <laughs> That's fair. You know, there's definitely, that's why come a little bit further in, come past Windsor, and I promise it gets better than that. Sorry if anybody's right. listening from Windsor, but I think they'd probably agree with that. Right. It, it's just one of those stories. I love telling that story because it's so, so innocent, awesome. but still so funny. So I just uh, love that. Do you guys want to go to Canada for dinner? I think that's so funny. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't think you could really do that. But, no, it'd be a little bit trickier. The border might yeah. hold you up for a little bit right, right, to right. get you in for dinner. Yeah. So growing up in and around Toronto, in yeah. Ontario, what was the music scene for you growing up? Who, what kind of got you into the music scene? Yeah, I always loved just singing. Like I, when I was little, I just loved putting on, like forcing my friends and my younger brother and family members to put on shows with me. Like, you know, when you're like young and you're in the basement, you're like, oh, we should make up a dance and show our parents. So I was like the leader in all of that. I was like, we have to perform tonight for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I just loved country music specifically. Um, I mean, Gone Ain't Really Gone is actually kind of like the story a little bit in itself behind it. My grandpa was the one that introduced me to country music. So my mom works in figure skating. My dad works in, uh, in hockey. So they're both mm -hmm. like, we're off in the arenas. Yeah, yeah. pretty Canadian, really. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking it. I wasn't going to say it, but. <laughs> Everyone, when I tell them, they're like, oh, my God, your parents are, like, so Canadian. I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. But so after school, we would go over to my grandparents' house. And mm -hmm. my grandpa was retired at the time, so he would always play Shania Twain. And he loved Charlie Pride and Johnny Cash. So that was the music that we would listen to. And so with kind of the mix of listening to country music and falling in love with it at such an early age and then just loving to perform and getting mm -hmm. to like be in that like you know creative atmosphere i guess all the time or like creating my own moments um i just knew that i was like i want just want to sing and then my grandpa got diagnosed with cancer in 2007 and mm -hmm. so during that time he would ask me to sing to him so we would pull up you know youtube karaoke and sit in the basement and sing together and just like that was something that we had always like connected between the mm -hmm. two of us and so he ended up passing away that December and that was the very first time that I had ever like publicly I guess in its own way sang in front of people and I um it's kind of like it's it's a weird thing and it's it's way it's like one of those everything happens for a reason moments I guess because it's obviously incredibly sad but it was such a pivotal moment I think in my life and changed mm -hmm. so much for me and then after that I was like I just want to sing forever and so I asked my parents to put me in music lessons and I really just <laughs> took it upon myself to learn guitar and then started playing anywhere and kind of any like any place that would let me sing and then the journey kind of started from there and it's been I'd say really the past three years have been like the craziest mm -hmm. three years and it's weird because there was a pandemic that started all of it but I actually think that was in like a career sense one yeah. of the best thing that could have happened is I was able to just focus all of my time and energy towards music and yeah. put everything out onto the internet and be able to connect with people across North America and really across like the world essentially mm -hmm. at that time with people. And it just was a really big, 
yeah, it was just, you know, one of those like push forward moments and right. here we are kind of thing. Right. It, it was one of those times where I wouldn't say it was like a sink or swim moment, but it was, yeah. if not now, it's never going to happen. 100%. And that was, I actually graduated from university at the B or like in April of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so that was always, you know, the goal was always finish school. And then you get to go out and just play music. And mm -hmm. that was obviously a little bit tricky when you couldn't leave yeah. the house. That was, right. but then again, like it was exactly like kind of in that moment, like you said, it was, if not now, when? So I just had all of that time to turn my focus and my energy into writing and into, mm -hmm you know, posting online and making connections. And I don't think without that time that I wouldn't, like, you know, it would have been a very different journey, I think. Yeah. So I try to find like the positives and like silver linings, all the good things. And that's what I can take away from that experience. Oh, for sure. And you brought up like over the last three years, like just kind of going through the various different bios of yourself that mm -hmm. are out there, just kind of seeing all the different accolades that have kind of come rolling yeah. out the last few years is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely like even it's it's so fun and it's mm -hmm. like its own way. And just even now that we can like obviously like last, I guess, like year and a half now be out and be performing mm -hmm. and getting to travel again. But it's really just been like its own little whirlwind. And it yeah. you're, thank you, because it is kind of cool. I like to look back at my social media and like kind of everything that I've done. And I'm like, whoa, it's been a busy three years going right. on. Right. <laughs> I I tend to get myself caught up in that where I'll go through like Facebook memories or whatever. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. <laughs> and for whatever reason, like it was always July that we went and did like big road trips for live and amplified. And then That's I look awesome. back the last like three years and I'm like, dang, we haven't done a road trip. And it's, it's like, so weird. Yeah. So it, it's, it's an, it was an interesting time, but like it we was. talked about, it was like, it made everybody realize like, okay, I've got a dream. Let's go after it. Whatever it was. Totally. You know? Exactly. It was that exactly the if not now when kind mm -hmm. of moment. Absolutely. So which all that kind of brings to what spurred up the idea of the bring you on to yeah. the Hoedown showdown, <laughs> which was you're you're a finalist in yes. a contest that will make uh give you an opportunity to perform in a songwriter showcase. Is that was that so it's yeah, so it's an emerging artist showcase. Mm -hmm. So out of, you know, I don't know the exact yeah. number they don't post, but out of however many people that applied for this country music festival, the Emerging Artist Showcase yeah. competition, the top six get announced. So I was lucky enough to be announced as part of the top six. And yes. then the top three get a chance to perform yes. at the festival and open up for the headliners, nice. which is just, it's a massive, it's just always so fun to get to be a part of festivals. And, you know, when you're given that opportunity to be go to go on stage right before yeah. The headliner, it's one of those opportunities. You're like, oh my goodness, don't let this go right. kind of thing. Have they announced the headliners for the festival yet? Yeah, or? so there's Chris Young. Okay. He's one of the headliners. Jade Eagleson. Um, Low Cash is performing. Nice. Tyler Joe Miller. Lots and lots of fantastic artists. But the whoever ends up winning gets to open up for Chris Young, which is pretty cool. Nice. That's really cool. And th yeah, there's... it's pretty cool. Oh, uh, and then anybody that's listening, we have the link in the description below. So if you want to, if you can go share and vote and all that fun stuff for yes. Paige, Paige yes, Rutledge, please. please do that. That'd be amazing. Please, we'll, yeah. We'll do our best to help you spread the word and all that Thank fun you. stuff. So I appreciate uh, it. So it, it kind of seems like this summer is just really picking up steam for you. Like, yeah. 
Oh, it's busy. So, uh, <laughs> it's busy. <laughs> which is good, right? Uh, so, uh, what's kind of where are you kind of at creatively right now? I know you're mm-hmm. releasing music. You just yep. released um, "Gone Ain't Really Gone." What was that back in yeah. March, April, sometime? Yes, um, end of March. Yes. yes. Um, I had to think it, about that. I'm like, yeah. when did that come out? <laughs> right. It, it's getting so bad where it's like. Oh, dang. I don't it, like time's it moving so just, quickly right now. That's it's like, exactly it. Everything just like the last couple of months are all just like together in my head. Right. I'm like, I don't even couldn't tell you what happened when, but it happened at yep. some point. Yeah. It happened this year. Yep. It's yep. out. Yeah, 100%. I like I was in uh, I don't know if uh, you saw, but I was in a, a mini not quarantine, but uh, I messed my knee up. So I had to like, oh, be... I saw Facebook about this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I did see this. <laughs> and so I was like stuck at the house for four months by myself because my dad lives down oh in Florida God. and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, luckily my work was like, okay, you can just kind of work from home. But then yeah. now people ask me like, oh, do you remember this? I was like, no, like. Couldn't tell you. It's all blurred together at this right, point. <laughs> right. So um, let's talk about Gone Ain't Really Gone because that's the most recent yeah. single that you have out. What's the uh, story behind this song? Yeah, so that one, um, it, it's funny because it was, I had always knew that I was, like, there was a moment that I knew I wanted to tell that story somehow, mm. you know, how I think because loss is something that we all go through. Every single person has experienced loss and it's yeah. something that we can all relate to. But I also think like for me, I've lost like important people in my life and those have always been moments that have kind of changed things Mm -hmm. for me and you know you always kind of have those like life-changing like pivotal moments and so I always knew that that was a really important thing to me that one day I wanted to have a song about losing my grandpa just because it really was the start of this journey for me and I tried to write that song for years like years and I was determined to write it but it was one of those things where I didn't want to force it and just didn't want to like throw words onto a piece of paper because I I knew I wanted to do it I was like it has to be the right time the right moment so I kind of let go of the idea for a couple years and then um over christmas of 2020 we were sitting in my living room and there was a truck that drove like it was a commercial and there was this like baby blue truck that drove across the tv screen and my dad had said something um along the lines of just being like oh did you know your grandpa used to have a truck that exact color and he he had on the truck he had my dad's initials carved into it And I was like, that is so cool. And I literally had this moment where I looked at my dad and I was like, if that's not a country song, then I don't know, like, what is? So I wrote down like everything on my phone so quick. I called my grandma and I was like, please tell me everything you can about this truck. And I was just determined to like, I just thought it was a really cool kind Mm -hmm. of spot to start the song with. And that's why the opening line of the song is Baby Blue Datsun with Rust on the Hood. And so that beginning of January of 2021, I was going into a writing session with uh, two of my good friends, Rich Cloak and Elias James. And I've written with both Rich and Eli so many times that I knew it was going to be a productive, right? Like you get to know people and you get to know each other's writing styles. And so I went in and told them that story immediately. And we wrote the song within 45 minutes. Like it was just one of those things that I started talking and then, you know, they started talking about losing people in their lives. And we were able collectively to kind of take all of our experiences and write a song. Mm -hmm. about it and so the song just came together so quick and I remember when we were writing it 
at the end of the writing session, they're like, okay, can you sing the work tape? And I was like, nope, no chance. I was like, somebody else has to sing it. I definitely can't make it through. But even from there, like we wrote the song yeah. in early 2021 and didn't release it until this year. So it definitely, it was a song that has grown so much even in two years. And I think it needed that. Like it was one of those yeah. things that needed to grow. And we just put so much energy and so much time and we were so conscious about every single decision we were making with this song to just make sure that it was so like true to the story. And it was really important to me. So it's easily like the most vulnerable I've ever felt in a song. Like I was so nervous yeah. releasing it for literally no reason. I think it was just such a big part of my life being put out there, but it was a beautiful, it was honestly a beautiful experience to release the song. The amount of messages I received from people on the internet or through Instagram, just seeing how it's touched them or seeing how it's reminded them of somebody that they've lost, you know, that's all you can really ask for at the end of the day. And so it was a very, it was just a beautiful experience. That's the only way I have to describe it. Nice. It, so you'd mentioned essentially letting the song kind of mature as a yeah. song. Was this something, were you like actively playing it out or were you just kind of letting mm -hmm. it sit there and just like, as you kind of went back to revisit it, it, it just gradually changed. Yeah, no, it was something that I was, I played every mm -hmm. so often at different writers rounds because I okay. wanted to, just because it meant like the song means so much to me. And I had this like internal fear where I was like, if people don't like this, I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> with myself. And so I made sure to, I played it, I think, um, for the first time in that summer of 2021, mm. when everything kind of opened back up a little yeah. bit, I actually played it at one of the first writers rounds that I was back at. And it was immediately. And then it was actually within those two years, so many people were like, are you, are you going to record Gone It Really Gone? Are you going to, I was like, it's coming. I swear yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. It's, it's always really refreshing when musicians have a song that they're super passionate about, but real, uh, as much as they want to get it out, like as much as they like, I love this song that let's get it out. Let's get it out. Sometimes you just need to let a song sit yeah. and grow. Absolutely. And I think it was very, that was a very important part of mm -hmm. the process. And so it's like that mix of being like, I just want it out there, but then knowing the right mm -hmm. thing to do is sometimes it takes that time and the yeah. song needs that time to grow. Yeah. And it, it, that's the, uh, an approach that's like definitely on a song by song basis, because it's like 100%. There's definitely those songs that you want to get out and it's like, okay, this song doesn't really need to mature because like, and it's more about the subject matter, but you know, Absolutely. a song like this, it's like, nope, you, you need to give it time to let it settle, go play it out and see if, cause you're, you're touching on very personal experiences yeah. where it's like, okay, it works for me, but does it work for that? You know, so yeah. Absolutely. I, I, and it was really important to me with this song specifically mm -hmm. that it meant as much to me as it did to the people mm -hmm. listening. Cause I'm like, that's what it's all about. Like this was, I was like, this song has the potential, I think, to mm -hmm. connect so many people. And it was important to me that people were able to find their person in the song. Like I was able to write about, you know, my grandfather. What's kind of, the approach moving forward now that the song is out are you letting the song sit are you already thinking about the next release where are you kind of at in your creative process right now oh yeah it's funny because it's like you put so much time you put so much energy into the song 
and then you put it out and you know you spend all your time promoting and mm -hmm. posting online like doing all that extra stuff but your brain is already on to okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what comes next right. so we've already been actively you know working on the next couple songs and getting ready to release an ep later this year so that was kind of gone it really gone was the first part of that whole project this year and then there's still more still more coming still two more songs coming out this year and it's fun you know it's just so nice it's like it's like that little collection of work that you've been working mm -hmm. so hard and you're just like kind of slowly putting out each piece and i'm really looking forward to having the collection as a whole later this year out yeah. together for sure and it is that um coming up with the idea for the ep is that mm -hmm. what kind of went into that process were you specifically writing for an ep or did you just kind of were you writing music and it's like, oh, hey, this kind of works together. Let's see what we can do. A little bit of both. I think mm -hmm. it was more like, yes, I was very like intentional with what I was. And even like on the last couple writing trips, when I was thinking about, I was like, what do I need to complete this, you know, this EP? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I looking to say? And it's always like finding the perfect balance of like, okay, can't have all like, no, not too many mm -hmm. ballads, not too many, you know, like drinking, partying songs, like finding that whole complete. And I think we've done a really great job of kind of touching on every single part of me and, you know, every single thing that I yeah. <laughs> sung about. And so a little bit of both, I'd say like there was definitely songs. Um, sometimes you just write a song and you're like, this wasn't what I was expecting, but it's got to, mm. it's got to come out. And so there was definitely that because I didn't, I think, intend to have two like breakup ballads mm -hmm. and then we wrote this second one called the worst thing that will be out later and it's one of my favorite songs that we've ever written and i was like this one has to be it has to be yes. a part of the project so a little bit of both very intentional writing but also with the surprise songs that come along the way awesome awesome well i'm really excited to hear the full length out or full ep uh, thank you geez. wow that was a fumble <laughs> on my part but that's anyways. okay <laughs> so i'm really excited to hear the full ep and the full project you know i'm a really big fan of listening to full projects as the artist intends like yes yeah. the singles are cool and i understand that's kind of where the industry is nowadays but if i get totally. the opportunity to sit down and listen to a full body of work in the way that the artist intended it to be listened to it's it's just a really cool experience yeah i agree you know what one of my favorite things ever is when someone puts out an album and mm -hmm. listening to it start to finish is i love like if I have a long drive coming up, I'm like, perfect. This is the perfect amount of time to listen to the album start to finish. Cause you're right. It is intentional. And the artist puts in so much work and so much effort. And I just think it's cool to like, think about it, you know, mm -hmm. in that year or two that this artist has been writing, it's like, that was what they were going through at that period of time and mm -hmm. what, you know, the listeners get to hear and what people get to relate to. And it's just a, it's such a fun way to like capture a period of life. Yeah. A hundred percent. So we got a couple minutes left. And we're going to play a fun little game. I love games. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So I have this <laughs> random question generator. And okay. I'm going to ask you three random questions. Okay. And we're going to call this game That's So Random. I'm, I'm ready. I love it. All right. So here we go. That's So Random. When was the time you were the most scared in your life, not including movies or dreams? The most scared? Oh, my goodness. Um. Well, I have the most irrational fear in the world. I am 
petrified of screen masks. So every single Halloween is the most traumatizing day of my life. So anytime Halloween rolls around, I'm always just like a basket case. I wake up and I'm like, nope, can't do today. Right. You know, I watch the movies and the movies are fine. But then when I see people like on Halloween wearing the mask, it's like it's a scary mask. It's that, and it's like I don't know if I can trust whoever's behind there not to like screw That's with me. That's also or fair. Yeah. I I can't do it. I we were in Nashville this year for Halloween. Actually, I was there wow. with a group of friends, and they're like, "We're going to Broadway," and I was like, "Guys, if there's a screen mask, like I don't know what right. I'm going to do." And we're like, they're like, no, 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 everyone's an adult. No one's going to be dressed as Scream. The second we get on Broadway, the first thing I see is someone dressed as Scream. And I was like, we're going home. I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, done. This was too much. I can't do this. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, and then next question, how many hours on average do you sleep at night? Oh, God, I have a horrible sleep schedule. Um, You know what? I'd say consistently, though, six to seven, hopefully eight. I think eight's what you're supposed to get to be healthy. Yeah. So if my doctor is listening, it's eight, but I'd say probably six to seven hours. Fair, fair. I think <laughs> for me, it's about seven. Like seven just is like yeah. a really like average. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, well, that works for me. All right. So last question. What is something you enjoyed as a child and still enjoy as an adult? Oh, that's a nice question. Um. I'm like, there's so many things. I'm trying to narrow it down to one. You know what? I actually, I just got, I was up north at my cottage this weekend and Mm. my friend came for the first time and I love water skiing. And that was something I was forced to do as a child. And even still, I just think, you know, when you're like, just have like Mm. a little leisure activity that you love to do, that's going to be my answer. Cause I love it. I just love being on the water. Nice. That's awesome. It's always Having those opportunities to be around a lake as a kid, even though oh my gosh, even though best. I can't, sw- even though I can't swim to save my life, but I really? grew up around water, and it's just like it, it's an experience that everybody should have. So it's true. It's so we were talking about that. We're like, there's something so different when you wake up by water. Like mm-hmm. your day's different, your attitude's different. It's a really, really relaxing thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, and so just to kind of wrap everything up for everybody out there, if they want to check out your music, uh, they want to go vote for you, all this fun stuff. Where's the best place to find you online? You can find me anywhere at Paige Rutledge. Awesome. Awesome. Nice and and simple. Instagram, all the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm also on threads. Now the new Instagram one, living life on there, all of the above. (laughs) Threads is actually a really cool that kind of it's, fun. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like it's not really that much different than twitter yeah. but just like what's getting posted on threads and how you consume it is completely different totally the day that it like popped into the universe every single person i saw i'm like are you guys on threads yet are you on threads mm-hmm. yet and my friends are like it is consuming you stop but i'm like it's so fun <laughs> yeah because it, it, it's very reminiscent of back in the day when you had like the AOL chat boards and stuff like totally. that, like the message boards. That, yes, that, I saw so many people posting those. Like it's a mix of like this and this and Tumblr and yeah. like all of these like MySpace put together. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's so fun. It's just a cool stripped down thing. I really enjoy it. But me too. What, once again, Paige, thank you so much for joining us. It's been oh, an absolute. Thank you blast. for having me. Yeah, I absolutely. love love getting to chat. Thank you for having me. Right. Absolutely, but. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. 